You are listening to the realestatepodcast.ca. Brought to you by JNC Toronto Real Estate Group. Hello and welcome back to the realestatepodcast.ca. John Paulson here with Cheryl Mickelwin and Nicole Norton. We are your hosts and we make up the JNC Toronto Real Estate Group based in Toronto, Canada. The reason I'm saying that is funnily enough, you were asking us about stats, who's been listening on what platforms. We actually had a Japanese listener oh. on Spotify. So <laughs> cool. welcome to all of or you. Or maybe not a Japanese listener, maybe someone who's Canadian living in Japan. We had someone listening from Japan. Let's cool. just put it that way. So before we get into it, uh, our disclaimer, and Nicole, you want to handle that today? <clears throat> the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity that we represent. Nice. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. For any first-time listeners or folks watching on YouTube out there, the realestatepodcast.ca was started by the three of us as a way to hopefully bring some value and information to anyone and everyone who is interested in real estate. Uh, we call it real estate for the masses. Uh, we also say it's everything you ever wanted to know about real estate, but we're afraid to ask. And our goal has always been to educate and entertain. You say that a lot, Cheryl, right? I do. Well, I started that little saying, if you may call it that, uh, when I was doing Insta stories, because I didn't want to come off too real estate-y and too wordy, but I also didn't want to be too silly. So right. I was like, how can I do both? I can entertain and I can educate at the same time. A careful balance, I think, right? And if you're being entertaining while educating, people are more likely to learn mm -hmm. and listen. Yes. They won't switch you off because how many ha of us have had that teacher in school? I was just thinking that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you're not doing that to us, uh, faithful listeners. <laughs> are we projecting? Maybe. Are you um, a faithful listener? Speaking of entertainment, our topic for today is reality shows and real estate reality. Shows. That's right. Let's let's be clear. It is real estate reality shows. And, you know, why are we doing this, Cheryl? Why did we choose this as a topic? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. I mean, I think that it's because I particularly I don't know about you two, but I've been asked by multiple of our clients and probably our friends as well. If we watch it, which is generally a no. And is it real. And that's what actually made me interested, especially selling sunset. Cause that's the one we get asked yep. about the most. Maybe I should watch an episode or two just to see how real kind of like the cruise ship, uh, below deck people right. ask us that all the time. We've not watched below deck, but we're like, for sure it's probably real. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to know if the drama was the same. A lot of people asked about the commissions and the houses and the process, which I find doesn't get covered too much in selling sunset, but Ew. we thought maybe it would be good for a, us to watch them all. And then B, have a fun podcast. Have fun. About it. <laughs> I know, because we've done a few heavier and really in-depth topics already. The, the one about multiple offers or bidding wars, that was pretty heavy. And I'm sure we'll do more heavy yeah. ones. And then also the one about becoming a realtor. That one turned out a little heavier than expected. And you know what's funny? I was thinking about that episode. Nicole is angry that day. I call it the burrito episode. <laughs> but if you think about them in conjunction, we went over how like we don't even have time to live a normal life. And now we're talking about, well, reality shows, have we watched them all? Listen to the burrito episode. We don't have time to brush our hair. <laughs> Are you hair watching them in the car the <laughs> when you're eating your burrito? Right? So we're not regular watchers of said shows. We don't have a lot TVs. of time. Yeah, just TVs. TVs in, in general. general. Yeah, we find that we're working usually in the evenings and in the mornings. And, and in the weekends. Afternoons. Well, with us saying that we don't Better. really watch TV, what, what gives us the right and uh, how can we be authorities in? We're not. 
We're not being authorities in TV shows. We're just giving, we're authorities maybe in real estate. Yes. We're giving our opinion. But we're doing an episode on real estate reality shows. So I want to point out yes. that we take this podcast seriously. <laughs> yes. And so over the past about, well, almost months. We've been we, working hard. We have been working hard watching reality TV doing shows. Doing research. Okay. Hard hitting yeah. research for those on of the you, ground. For those of you not watching YouTube, the looks on their faces tells the story <laughs> that they're both lying. Right. <laughs> well, none of us watch the, like, the personality-based sensational reality no. shows. I don't think that's any Have of our Have you ever watched jam. The Bachelor, Survivor, Amazing Race, like any of the originals? What, how old? I watched the very first Survivor. I did How well. was it, 20 years yeah. ago? It was fantastic. I it was, it was a kid. I yeah, it was more yeah. than 20 years ago. Yeah. So I watched one episode of that. Once. This one? Yes. I watched a couple seasons. You yeah, watched a couple seasons. We watched seasons. a couple seasons. But yeah. that was literally before that there was, was, I think reality shows now, they are what the airwaves are. Right. Well, I want to talk about, those weren't really sensational reality shows. That, I'm got, talking about Kardashian. They I'm got, talking about, no, they got uh, sensational. Real Housewives. No, no, yeah, no. like things progressed and not yes. necessarily in a good way. Yeah, Survivor and The Bachelor, it used to be normal folks aiming for whatever it was that they were doing. And now if you watch, I think, Survivor or The Bachelor or Bachelorette, that it is more like the Kardashian, the Housewives, like all of those selling sunset. Yeah. It's uh, it's selling a lifestyle. It's selling a look. It's letting us peek behind a curtain of not, and it's, what they, they don't call them reality shows all the time. They call them like scripted or- Structured and unstructured. And we'll talk about okay. that because there's uh, Emmy categories for reality oh. television. Is The Hills structured or unstructured? The Hills is, I don't know, I've never watched The Hills. I've so. watched The Hills. I think it's Okay, so I lied. I have anyway. Andrea Bell, if you're listening. Right. You're at fault for me watching The Hills. <laughs> well, I just want to say that, you know, we all did our research. We did. You ladies, I think, watched a few more episodes than I did. <laughs> I dove more deeply into things like the showrunners, how long it's been on you, for. You dove deeply oh. into Wikipedia? Yeah, I did. Wikipedia. <laughs> fantastic. Which is good. I want all of our listeners to know out there that I'm not like an expert or authority, even though I might sound like one. But uh, I don't want people to mistake me for you just this play reality one on show. Hold on. You just play one on TV? TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so after watching a lot of, you know, for example, Selling Sunset, Nicole. Yes. What are your thoughts how did you feel after watching felt like my soul left my body and went <laughs> away i felt but that could be positive by the way <laughs> i guess um i felt sad okay. and i felt icky right like is that not a common thing like i felt kind of gross i, felt I don't think it is common or like i needed a shower i yeah. i felt i mean i have all these like pages of notes and what was the which season were you watching one? I and watched this is Selling Sunset, right? Selling Sunset, oh, okay. whatever the final season was. I believe it's five or six. six yeah. The okay. most recent. But you also watched one episode of season one with us. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I, I just found it hard to watch because I, it's the opposite of what we are, right? right? Like we talk about all the time, Cheryl talks about all the time, how we come from contribution and how our whole point of being here as realtors is to help people. And they make it no bones about it. Their whole point of real estate is making money. Like I have all these quotes. I want to do a hundred million in this business and shut the F up. That's like a, literally a quote. Also boobs, selling boobs. Right. Like, well, you, <laughs> you, well, the reason I asked what your thoughts were and how did you feel, because you sent us a, a, a screen capture. It's the of, best. Of, it looks like she's doing body shots. She is doing body shots. Shot. We, yeah. we were with clients too, and we get this picture this from text. Nicole. Yeah. It's and from a broker's open house. They're doing body oh. shots yeah. in dresses that aren't even dresses. Yeah. They're like pieces oh, we of string. supposed to wear. I know, oh, I know, but it's raining today. Your text also said, 
it's brutal. I feel like my soul is being sucked from my body. So yeah. exactly what she just said. Yeah. Yeah. It just so. made me sad. Um, okay. Do you want to know what all of us think of Selling Sunset before we move on? or? Sure. What do you think? No, I'm, I'm not totally dissimilar from Nicole, but I always came into this thinking that I just, I, I've always disliked reality shows in general, so I had no interest in watching it at all. And after I watched that first episode, when I was first asked if I watched it and if it was real, I was like, blah. <laughs> so similar to you, I'm like, this isn't real at all. Mm. Um, like the numbers are putting up there, the way they act, the way they dress, how they work. Like we literally get up and start on, a, I am not wearing high heels to work and then to showings. And, you know, like no way. Like I will wear high heels to certain events or sure. to certain presentations. To a body but, shop broken out. broker open house. The broker open houses. And, and this is something we need to point out with um, all of the shows Every state and every province has their own rules around real estate and they're all can be quite different from one another. So how they run things in LA is going to be most likely very different than Toronto. Well, not most likely. We know it is because yeah. broker open houses seem to be a way that they get business where they're very rare here. Mm. And generally, it also is an open to the public open house. And they double end and triple end things all the time. And that's going to be illegal come December 1st. Yeah, so it's here. different from state to state, NBC, province to province. NBC, you can't do that yeah, at all. Yeah, so multiple representations is what yeah. you're talking about there. So yeah, conflicts of interest uh, yeah. are plenty. Yes, right, which so, also is part of the ick. Right, so your thoughts as well were like, is that, I, well, the question that we quite often get asked is, is it really like that? And we can say... Not here. There is a couple things where like, oh yeah, we do that or that's real estate, but it was few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not prioritized either. Like in a few of the episodes where they're talking about prices and rent, it's not, they don't delve into, so the cap rate would be this and this would be a good investment. They're essentially pushing it to the side. Don't pay attention to this, pay attention to boobs. Yeah. <laughs> but is. then I'm sure we'll talk about buying Beverly Hills, which is also of the same sort of reality show genre, they do talk more about real they estate. And they do talk and more about And we're gonna get to each of these. It's so entertaining. Yeah, okay. you and I have actually watched quite a few structured renovation, renovation yes. shows. And we've kind of categorized the two different types of shows into personality driven or renovation driven. Right. But if you look at the Emmy categories, it is structured versus non-structured. Non-structured being the sensational Selling Sunset, uh, Buying Billy Hills, things like that. So, right. um, the, so we're gonna talk a little bit about both during the podcast today and I'm going to try so we don't go on major tangents. <laughs> so but Nicole and I aren't like, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. You're, you're always jumping ahead, but I like that. You're eager because I give you just the outline I know. I know. and then I go through the show notes just to make sure that we can cover everything and have a little bit of structure. Um, so let's talk first. I'm going to go through some of the shows we're going to touch on. First of all, with regards to the reality, personality-based, which would be the unstructured, uh, Selling Sunset, Buying Beverly Hills, the OG million dollar listing, which isn't actually even airing anymore. Uh, and then all of the spinoffs, because they've all had a ton yeah. of spinoffs. And we're not really going to touch on those. We'll touch on the big ones. Now, for renovation-based or what would be known as structured reality television shows for real estate. Um, and this, I think, where th that meme comes into play that you've probably all seen. It's a photo of like a young couple. And it's like the lady says, I'm a part-time vegetable carver. And the gentleman's like, I'm a full-time dog walker and our budget is $250,000. And let's see what we can do. I think that there's more, um, 
Yeah. The, the Canadian shows we watch, I feel, are more realistic. But there are some, I think. Also, again, different ones depending on the city. Like, if mm. I remember watching one in New Orleans and they were buying a house for like 100000 I'm like, oh my God, you can't buy a parking uh, spot for yeah. 100000 yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very, very different. Yeah. And also, you get an idea, even with the Canadian shows, how old it is by the, the price, price of the property. Yeah. yeah. So with the, the renovation-based um, shows, Property Brothers is one of the biggest ones. Drew and Jonathan, they're great. Yes. We'll, we'll touch on those. Love It or List It, yes. which is one of our favorite. We watch it all Love the time. Love It or List It Vancouver, we yes. watch. Uh, well, we have also watched the other original Love yeah, It or List It. I don't it's like it as, as much. Yeah. I, I think Where the is the original? Uh, uh, it's in Toronto, but is. also in North and South Carolina, I believe. Well, their first episode was in North Carolina, but they've gone and done Toronto. They've gone across the United States okay. uh, and, and in Toronto. Yeah. Um, Extreme Makeover. Home edition. I used to watch this on cruise ships all the time. Is this the one with Move That Bus? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. So, and what was that guy's name? Oh, I can't remember. Um, House Hunters. And that's one that you watched. Yes. You said I have years. watched that with my. We've friend. got Flip or Flop. There's so many. I like Chip and Joanna. Yeah. That's Fixer Upper. Flip or Flop yeah. is Tarek and Christina. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm yeah, them. they're a little sensational in their own right. Then you got Good Bones, which is the mother daughter team. Income Property, which is Scott, oh, Scott Gilbury, and he's also got one called Scott's Vacation Rental. Can we talk about that Scott has chosen us as their trusted agent? Of course, agent? yeah. About a year ago, <laughs> they approached us and saw that we were doing a lot of business, saw that we had a lot of really good reviews, saw that we did a lot of social media content, uh, things like this, and approached us to be in their trusted, trusted agent program. And, and he's a great guy, you know. Um, Ty Pennington. Ty Pennington is the guy. <laughs> Thank you, Oracle. She was checking the phone. <laughs> All I did was put move that bus and it came up. So let's talk about Selling Sunset. We've already talked a little bit about this show. Um, Adam Devella is the executive producer. He was also the executive Who producer. Adam Devello Of The Hills. Oh. So there you go. That's kind of maybe where he got his format. Do they have the same feel? Mm, Boobs? No, the Hills is Laguna Beach, which was high school. And then they followed the high schoolers after graduating. What did their life look like in LA? Well, let's talk about Selling Sunset, which is the Oppenheimer Brothers. Or is it the Oppenheimer Brothers? Oppenheim, not even Er. <laughs> Oppenheim. Oppenheim. Oh, Oppenheim. It sounds like you need to Er, right? Just like, like, turn it into an action. Exactly. Word. I'm going to call them the Oppenheimers. I'm no. an Oppenheimer. Uh, just, just take the ER off. That's there you go. The Oppenheim brothers. Uh, Jason is and has been a top performer, uh, one of the top realtors, not just in Los Angeles, but in um, like top 10 in all the United States with regards oh. to volume sold, dollar amount sold. He does a lot of luxury properties. Uh, they did a f cover story in um, a Hollywood magazine on them. And that's when Adam DeBello saw it. And he was like, this should be a TV show. <laughs> so he approached them and they'd actually been approached by quite a few different people saying, would you like to do a reality show that we could follow you all around? And they were always saying, no, thank you. Not interested. But uh, I think Adam DeBello tried to pitch it to them that it'd be more about real estate. Now, Jason Oppenheim said that in hindsight... And seeing what it has become and how it's really affected the lives of the people, it's more focused on people, he probably wouldn't have signed up for it because he thought That's it was going to be more on the nuance of real estate. We know that it's it's very little on and the nuance actually of real they estate. I know that you said he's in it quite a bit in season six just because of the Chrishell stuff. But um, in the first season, they aren't really in it. It's and we noted that like when they were in it and they're going through the office drama, that really the way it was edited was to show, you know, it was the girls all being catty at their desks, which is not like how it is in here. And then those two guys just sitting on their computers, kind of like rolling eyes and, yeah. and working proper. Yeah. I don't know. When you watch that, would you want one of those people to sell your home? 
for you? No. Like, are you an expert in real estate or are you really good at selling yourself or selling sex or boobs? boobs. Yeah, boobs, right? If you want to know where to get your boobs done. <laughs> but it's it's what gets clicks, it what's yeah. gets yes, yeah, views. absolutely. Very popular. It's people sex love sells, it. Sells, drama sells, people can sit on the couch. Like this is also celebrity you know, sells. Yeah, celebrity sells. It's like when we talk about someone who is, you know, not fit sitting on the couch eating popcorn watching the Olympics and yelling at somebody like, why didn't you get a tan on that? Like, it's that kind of idea, right? Yeah. yeah. Celebrity sells. That's a good way to say it because in that whatever season I watched, which I'm going to say is six, uh, they bring on that new girl who's having babies with Nick Cannon and that sent me down a whole rabbit hole of research. Like, oh, she had a baby with Nick Cannon and then I Everyone's had a Nick, baby uh, Exactly, at like the same time. And, and every right. time you two mention something about one of the characters, I'm like, I'll tell you guys something about that character. And you're, you guys ask where I learned. <laughs> Like Entertainment Tonight, yeah. OVS. Oh, <laughs> I get all my selling sunset information on Entertainment Tonight. It's funny looking through Wikipedia, which with each one of these, especially the unstructured, um, and going through the cast. Many of them are former B-list actors, soap actors, models, Playboy models. So yeah, it is more about celebrity. It leads me to believe is there a lot in the higher end luxury sales markets in a lot of these cities, you have a lot of former actors Celebrity. and celebrities Who that can, transition into real yeah. estate. You know, I guess it's because they're in the social circles. Yes, because, they have a network. Yeah, your sphere becomes your social network and who you do business with. And obviously, if they're very wealthy and celebrities, they're going to have multi, multi-million dollar homes. So that's going to lead to larger compensation, larger commissions. So, but it's not necessarily realistic, just like every, everything else that the top 1% do about 90% of the business or dollar volume anyway. And yeah. in episode one that we watched, I think the threshold is very low in California, just given what was said on that episode, where one of the the act, see, I'm already, I'm saying an actor. One of the girls said, you know, to get my real estate license, all I did was take, take an Ativan for two weeks. And at the end, there you go. I had a real estate license. That feels like something Christine would have said to you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the one. It's all sensationalism. They want to have a lot of uh, confrontation. One of the characters debated on suing the other. Let me go over my notes here and I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> Who? On Selling Sunset? Yeah, Selling Sunset. Do you think it's Nicole <laughs> trying to sue... Chriselle. So Nicole sued or tried to sue Chriselle. Ah, look at you'll that. I know so much about these shows. Right. So Chriselle accused Nicole of being on drugs. And so she tried to sue her. And oh my in, God. It, it didn't happen. She Communication. It. Talk it through. Yeah. Okay. Can I make a comment about Selling Sunset? It felt so fake. This is so set up to try to make the girls fight. This is all obviously to set up drama for the show. And it's also setting the tone of the show that women are catty and women fight yes. a lot. And yes. it made me feel like I didn't believe the fight. I didn't think it was a worthwhile topic to even cross, but obviously they were had no subject matter. So they had to. Yeah. And you've always got to, in anything, make the, the the protagonist and the antagonist. And yeah, I was just, you can't all just be happy and great yeah. deals in this. It's not compelling television unless there's some adversity. But by, buying Beverly Hills, I haven't found that there is as much of that. Yeah, there's been some fighting, but I feel like they were trying to, this is the first season and they're trying to set a tone of almost like a movie or a TV show. Like, mm. let's follow where the evil person goes and the good person and does good outwin evil. And 
can we just see some real estate already? Yeah. <laughs> We're in buying Beverly Hills. They do. Then they're like, let's go a see a house. More real estate. <laughs> yeah. I just got a couple more things here for Selling Sunset and then we'll pop over to buying Beverly Hills. Um, it's been quoted by uh, the Oppenheim brothers um, saying that everyone is an exaggeration of who they really yeah. are. And that's, you know, everything. Is editing. Ex- editing has a, a big part of it. Um, and you said that it's very you know, it's set up. These scripted. these things are scripted, but even like the showing, some of it's not real. Some of it is uh, is definitely set up. We, we some heard. of the some of the showings are staged. Yes, uh, and it's funny. One quote is one Christine Quinn said, "This bitch doesn't even cook," as she's going through a multi million dollar oh, property, yeah. and it went viral on TikTok. <laughs> And she was asked about it later and said, well, the owner was not really a client. It was just a friend. So she, I guess, borrowed her friend's property to go show it. She had to confirm that she was not speaking derogatorily about yeah. this client. That it's makes just sense. Friend, right? So if you're this just bitch doesn't even friend. cook, right? Like so, if you, I would feel comfortable saying that about you, but I would never think right? I'd say yeah. that about a client. Yeah. Yeah. I do cook. There was also another lady who is, uh, who is on the record for saying that I never even met them, even yes, though they've shown her house. Yes, I told house. you about that. Yeah, well, I did a little research on that. She actually did hire Jason. Okay. Uh, and she She's thought it would be, yeah, she thought it would be a good thing to do with all the publicity for the show. And then she was actually away when the underlings went and showed the property. Next thing you know, she sees her property on the being, show being and she's like, by. I've never even met these people. And the things that they were saying was not necessarily true with regards to the client. Oh. Uh, and the article that I read, the property was no longer under contract with the Oppenheim Group. Oh, Jason's kicking himself. Who knows? And it was <laughs> it was up for rent. So anyway, it didn't sell at the end of the day. So, uh, so that's that's selling Sunset. Moving on to then a, a more recent show, uh, buying Beverly Hills. It's Mauricio Umansky and his family. I like him. I read a comment he's, somewhere that someone's like, Greek, and he's hot. And he's Mexican. Is he Mexican? Wow. I believe so. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so people might have been familiar with him because his wife is Kyle Richard. She's a, a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Apparently they wear agency hats in the Beverly or the housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. They're currently separated, guys, as of September what? 30th, 2023. Wow. I looked up where he's from and the first thing that came up is Mauricio Lansky says he and <laughs> Kyle Richards are currently separated. Interesting. Oh. Not really. Anyway. <laughs> But I'm not interested. Yes, there might Mexico. be other people that are interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been called Succession Meets Selling Sunset yeah, nepotism. because nepotism. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Obviously, uh, Alexia and Farah are Mauricio's children. And more, Farah works really hard, or at least this is the way that they... Um, She's more experienced, right? Yeah, and, and she is always at her desk, always doing work. Like she, They make it look in the way that they edit it that she is a hustler. Right. And she's grinding. She's a founding member. And Alexia is like new bubbly 22 year old. And daddy's like, here, why don't you list a $6 million house of ours? Like our old house. And everyone else in the office is like, uh, that's weird. So, but, and they have realistic conversations. The conversations around the nepotism, it is, I feel like something we would all be like, um, really like Alexia, but kind of not fair. There's one uh, scene where one of the characters, I think Ben says, can you adopt me and give me $6 million right. listings to Mauricio's face? Okay. So it, it's, you know, it deals with nepotism, but I feel like it's not like a, 
it's not thrown in there to create the drama. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure where, I think they're going to be on season three, so I'm not sure where Alexia goes. And we all saw Alexia at a real estate conference that we went to last year. Yeah, she year. was quite likable. Yeah, I, I like her. I, and I watch Buying Beverly Hills. I probably won't continue to watch it after we do this. Yeah. But I would say, like, I did not feel icky after watching no, it. No, nor did I. Okay. I was so like, you preferred it? There's more yes. real estate. It feels, it's not realistic, but it is kind of realistic. And a lot of the conversations, not just about real estate, but life, feel like real conversations that could be had. There was some drama. Somebody said something behind someone's back, but it felt, like, realistic. And Alexia got... She started crying. Actually, when she was being, she's like, you know, so you know it's real. Right. And uh, she talked to her dad about it. And her dad was like, you know, it's really hard because I'm your dad, but I'm also your boss. And I want to be hard on you, but I also want to be sensitive to you. So, and that felt real. It wasn't okay. like, he wasn't egging her on or anything. So Got a little more heart. Yeah. It does okay. have a little bit more heart, I think. There's no heart. It's all no. There's less boobs. There's, okay. There's same temperature out. Every, right? Everyone looks a little normal. It's not overdone. The same up temperature out. It's the same city. Right? Same, that's just it. Like, <laughs> could we do boobs in Toronto? No, it's cold. We'll freeze to death. There, that's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, maybe some of them have fake boobs, but it's not out loud. You know? That's right. Their, their clothes are clothes, not pieces of string covering their yeah. nipples. One of the things that uh, he said, uh, Mauricio, <laughs> is the fact that all of his people, all of his agents, they've been together for quite some time. Yeah. There's a lot of history. They weren't just plucked and placed like some of the characters in yeah. Song Sunset. And uh, Joey and Alexia, they were middle school friends, which yeah. I think they is kind of cool. They talk about it in the show. Um, and, you know, if you look at, with the exception of Mauricio's wife being a real housewife uh, and also a celebrity, there's only one other person that has uh, a entertainment background and that's Sonika. She was an American oh. Idol finalist. Oh, no way. Did you know that? I actually, she's immature, but I like her. That's interesting. I got a couple other interesting tidbits. Um, someone's suing Netflix for $128 million because of buying Beverly Hills. Uh, if you go to Netflix and you look at, they may have changed it now, but the thumbnail image promoting buying Beverly Hills is this beautiful property. And it was actually uh, a Shutterstock image, which is stock images that you can buy that I guess the producers of, of that show for Netflix used. And so they're suing Netflix because they've said that dozens of people have come by their property <laughs> and try, knocked on the door and want to be near or in something that was on TV. And so they're suing for emotional distress. Oh my God. Did I have to say suing culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> loss of income because they say they work huh? from home and they're so distressed. Uh, they make a lot of money if going to the door a few times. Can you imagine? Anyway, they didn't, I think it's kind of been shown out as something that is a frivolous just, lawsuit. You just start charging. Well, they, said, they, they did say that it was never used with permission on Shutterstock. Yeah. So who's to blame? Is Netflix to blame to the tune of $128 million? Yeah. I don't think I guess so. a judge will decide. Money than Shutterstock, maybe. Something <laughs> else about buying Beverly Hills is they tour houses and although the price tags are much higher than what we are accustomed to, they're Real houses like they take their buyers to go see stuff that's staged they go to real broker open houses they went through the staging process with alexia on this listing and i've just watched three episodes you know so i've already seen multiple i saw like a three million dollar house i saw a six million dollar tear down i saw a six million dollar staged home i saw a 28 million dollar house which was beautiful that's great but they tour it and they talk about the staging they talk about the coffered ceilings real and, real estate yes Yes. So I think it would be geared towards more people that like property, style, architecture, design. Mm, 
I mean, not and as with much. a little bit of not as much celebrity yes. boobs. Yeah. boobs. Yes. boobs. Still drama. People that don't like as much boobs, or maybe they do, but they also like real estate. I <laughs> hope that with the popularity that buying Beverly Hills gets, that they don't turn into Selling Sunset because you even see yes. it within Selling Sunset. Like some of the characters, people, they get skinnier as each season goes by. They start doing more work because they see themselves and they're under a microscope, and that cannot be easy, right? right? Yeah. yeah, even us from watching ourselves on the podcast get haircuts more regularly That's now. right. <laughs> when you see yourself on the camera talking, you're like, oh, geez, I have to. Brush your hair, Nicole. Cut my hair, I yeah. Sure brush my hair. Yeah. It, right? <laughs> I actually wore a decent Yeah, so imagine today. what it's like to get that kind of um, attention. Yeah, like, I, can't I'm, be easy. It, I'm sure it's It's societal, you know. It, the ones on certain shows, though, if they're aiming for celebrity, I'm sure that they want that. And then there's others who just kind of get pulled into it that I'm sure that it's, you know, it isn't what they want. Even their Instagrams, if I may talk about but buying Beverly Hills, I went on the agency's Instagram and I went on Jason Oppenheim's. Even their Instagrams are so different. Like yeah. it, it, and Jason's stuff is like the just listed. It's a picture, but then like a massive big bubbly letters just listed. And then everything is so much more like what we would do on the agency's website. Okay. So Featuring some properties. and It was like yeah. over the top and... Real estate mixed with some family, you know, a little bit less ostentatious. Like, so everything that their shows are, even their Instagrams, their personal Instagrams were reflecting Reflective. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense. Let's move on to one of the OGs for... Reality? Reality shows for real estate. I have and not watched this. If you're going to talk about Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, so you've not watched it. Have you ever watched Million Dollar Listing? No. Uh, you've watched it. I've watched an episode here and there. Um, it's, it's been around since 2006 yes. and the, the original one was million dollar listing in oh, LA. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think it may have been around the same time, you know, MTV cribs. So people wanted oh, to see inside these beautiful homes, homes. Right. from what I remember it is a MTV little bit cribs. more property focused. So it'd be like the properties yeah. without the celebrity personalities. You wouldn't that's know way who back. they are. But the show should be called multi-million dollar listing now. <laughs> million dollar listing, that's most listings in Toronto if yeah. it's freehold. So, yeah. uh, but hey, in 2006, it's a little bit different. The other reason that I know about million dollar listing is Ryan Serhant is kind of a, a real estate pillar in New York. He's he's well-known celebrity realtor and he sells a lot of high-end 10, 20, 30 million dollar apartments yeah, condos. And, and condos in New York. He also had a book called Sell It Like Sir Hint that I read. Oh, I, yes. I thought it was a good read. Um, just Do you have it? I do somewhere. Can I borrow it? Absolutely. Yeah, I've got a stack of books. That's I can fun. You're reading again? Yeah. <laughs> you know how to read? <laughs> I've got glasses now, so I've gone back to the reading. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, he was actually in, uh, ju in Just Like That. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah because so, one of the characters and Just Like That is a realtor. Is a realtor. So she's like, oh, hey, Ryan. And she actually slept in, slept with her client in one of the properties they were showing in and Just Like That. And Cheryl and I were like, oh, man. Just yeah, I don't know if that actually happened. I'm sure it does or it has happened, but it's, I mean, there's yeah. no gossip about it. This no. is a tangent. Yeah. I've heard of it happening. Um, <laughs> like not people that I knew, but I was reading articles about now that uh, many of our clients, you know, people have cameras in their homes. Yeah. Yeah. They've been catching agents Having sex in their property. Thank you for saying it. Yes. It's terrible. All right. So that is our unstructured real estate reality shows. Now let's move on to the renovation base or structured. Yay. And this is our preference. Yeah. Yes. I think this is all of our preference because, well, we watch a lot of them. You've now started to watch. Do you think you'll watch Love more? It or I mean, if I had TV to watch the show, John had to send me a link, which I watched on my computer. 
Yeah, from the HGTV website. I mean, I, I physically have a TV. I don't have a TV subscription you service. Don't have but laundry. maybe I should get it. Maybe. Anyone listening want to buy Crave for Nicole? <laughs> because we have this conversation Because monthly. she really needs to get to know Jonathan and Drew Scott of the Property Brothers. Yeah, so they're, they're awesome. They're probably our favorites. Uh, Canadians, both of them. Great. Uh, one is a real estate expert. Uh, that's what he is quoted as being on their website and Wikipedia. And the other, they're twins, by the way. The other is a contractor, licensed contractor. And so it's been around a long time. They um, have different iterations of other shows. They have like lots of spin-offs of their shows. Sure, and different kind of treatments. But it originally went to helping people buy fixer-uppers, working with their budgets, doing a lot of befores and afters, having a little bit of, uh, of computer generation uh, CAD stuff so you can see them redesigning moving walls. And, oh, I love when they do that. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Yeah. I think one of the big things is the money shots in these properties, the renovation ones, are the befores and the afters. People I would say them. all of these are really based on before and after because yeah. they stuck you in. This is what it looks like. You have to watch the whole show to find out what we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and literally, I will, if I'm running away to go to Washington or something like that, I don't want to miss Sucked the in. end because I have to see. That's the, the only place room. you could be going. You did mention in the last podcast. Yes, he did. A lot of time it's in a the room bathroom. I spend a lot of time in. <laughs> One of the things I like about the Property Brothers um, is how real both Jonathan and Drew seem. And their conversation, because they're twin brothers, seems like we're peeking behind the curtain and watching how they would really interact with one mm. another. And I was telling him that I was watching a episode the other day, I got stuck when I was eating lunch, I turned it on and I had to watch the whole thing. At the end, and it was in Toronto, and he had a puppy to try to sort of, because um, there were two young children that were coming into the home, like the parents renovated the two young children, but you could tell like the sparkle in his eye, like he was enjoying engaging with these kids and holding this puppy. and. And then that's when you said, because they're authentic. Yeah. They're, they're being they're their real selves. Yeah. It's not the sensational it putting on feel a show, scripted. being yeah. acty. I'm sure some of it is scripted. Sure. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Um, and some of it, I'm sure they get the real reactions and then they get them to walk through again. You know, like, John, just one more take. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Can you say this? Because I didn't really get that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some of it, it has to be that way. But it doesn't feel like that is the basis of it, the way that scripted shows are. So sex sells and authenticity sells. Yeah. I think they sell to two different. Yes. Sorry. And uh, two different things. Demographics. I would be interested to put that out there, actually. if Because we have some clients, the clients who have asked us about selling Sunset and if it's real. Who are addicted to it? Do you also watch renovation shows? And if you do, do you enjoy Cheryl, them? Cheryl, do a story in a poll. I like that. Property Brothers or Selling Sunset? Oh, and that's see, actually like that's, really great. Yeah, because yeah, they're two very. I, I'm interested to know. Yeah, and then you can push our podcast that's going to be released All in right. a few days. Cool. I will put that on my million lists of things to do. <laughs> so, love it or list it. You watched your very first episode yesterday. What are your thoughts? I Nicole? love it. Or do you list it? Uh, it was so Cheap good. It was so good. <laughs> I liked the house. And I was, I mean, I watched one episode, as John said. So, do I have much context for every show? But I found this one so exciting because they flipped the whole house, which is really hard to do. They flipped the whole, the whole floor house? The oh, whole yeah, floor yeah. plan. They do that a lot. Flip it around, moving yeah, yeah. kitchens so, to the so other side. So they put the kitchen the where the master bedroom used to be, and then the old kitchen became yeah. a mud room, and, and all this stuff. And then while they were doing it, they found animals in the attic. <laughs> that cost. They always find things, by the way. That's just like, I feel How like they goes. look for the house that's got the most How fun things. To, and you don't have a budget to fix all this animal damage. They didn't. So then they had to take out the basement part, which right. was a huge part of the renovation. And then I was like, so these guys aren't going to like it. Because it you wasn't. You never get anything. But then they loved it and it was so they like, loved it i thought they listed it no they loved it oh. it was so nail biting at the end because i was sure they were gonna list it <laughs> nail 
<laughs> and this was Love It or List in Vancouver, which yes, we prefer. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I was just telling her that Jillian used to be one of the bachelorettes. Well, let me speak a little bit yes. about the two. First of all, the original Love It or List It was uh, actually a Toronto designer named Hilary Farr and uh, a guy named David Vicentin, who's a Southern Ontario David realtor. It's oh. David. Uh, that was a typo in my notes. So <laughs> stop reading my notes, show. Uh, believe it was David. Uh, and their first episodes of Love Little List that were done in, in North Carolina or South Carolina, but they have done in Toronto as well. And then, um, so we've watched a few episodes of that. Yeah, I don't, but we I don't find them as interesting. Yeah. Love Little List at Vancouver. And I think it's because both of the characters are, are the characters, the hosts. They're just really likable. And they're funny. They have a really good chemistry. Yeah. Yes. And so with Jillian Harris... You said that she's most well-known for Bachelor, Bachelor and then Bachelorette. Yeah. But prior to that, she was working in design. Yeah. And she worked at Caban. Remember that store? Uh, it was a design store. There was one on Queen West. C-A-B-A-N. Oh. It was, it was great. It had furniture, uh, lamps, accessories. It was kind of like Crate and Barrel, but a little bit more modern. And uh, she also was a designer. She was hired by the owner of Cactus Club Cafe. So she designed a lot of the Cactus Club or helped to design a lot of the Cactus Club Cafe interiors. She was also on Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And then she became a contestant in The Bachelor and then The Bachelorette. Caban was Club Monaco. Oh, was it? Okay, so yeah, their furniture, uh, their furniture arm of Club Monaco. I had a lot of stuff from Caban. It was it, uh, it was good it stuff. closed in two thousand. Actually, I think all of our um, chopsticks, uh, those black chopsticks, yes, they're from Caban. Yeah. And then we've got Todd, and everyone thinks Todd. He's so just the boring realtor. Uh, did you know that Todd Talbot starred alongside Ryan Reynolds in the Canadian TV series Hillside, from ninety one to ninety three. Interesting. Yeah. So again, there's a little bit of celebrity <laughs> And <involved>. our reactions. <laughs> I know. I Good felt man. like he set it up great for us to be like, no way. We were both like, uh, uh, Did you never watch Hillside? No. Do you know who Ryan Reynolds is? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. And you're asking Nicole this because she's not a pop culture That's person right. he must at all. be super famous. Nicole was born in 1932. Yeah. <laughs> she lives there. Is, she does live in she 32. Lives there. <laughs> so for those of you that maybe have not seen the concept for Love Realistic, we're just going to go through it really quick because it's our favorite. Uh, basically, you have a family family that is living in a home that no longer really suits their needs. It sucks. Yeah, there's things about it they don't like. They've lived there for a really long time and they may have, you know, something, a family member moving in or kids moving out. Anyway, uh, something along those lines. And they usually have a healthy budget. And I want to talk about the budgets uh, and some of the misconceptions in a little bit. But the budget could be used to try to make their current home much more suitable. And so they go through with a wish list of things they would like to do to that home with the budget that they have. And that's handled with, uh, in this case, the designer and love it or list at Vancouver, that's Jillian. And so they sit down, she works with her contractor to try to make it so great that they're going to love it. But in the other side of the show is Todd. He's the realtor. He takes them around to get them a new property that will fit all of their needs, check all of their boxes. A lot of times it has to do with, uh, they'll find a great house, but it won't be in their preferred area. It's further outside. So, and they'll show three or four properties. Usually in it's In roughly three. the same budget, right? In, in roughly. Like value plus improvements. Similar. Well, no, no, it's, it's not usually. No? Oh, it's, okay. This is what our mortgage broker told her we can afford. This is what our budget is if we stay in this house and renovate. Yeah. And it's like, which one's going to win out? So they're almost like competing against they each other competing. to win the family And at over. the very end, they always usually have a glass of wine to Together, unless Jillian's uh, pregnant unless she's pregnant, <laughs> correct and depending on who wins and the big thing the big reveal at the end is like so are you gonna love it or are you gonna list it 
And, uh, and then basically if you list it, that means that uh, you're selling the house and moving into the other one. And I always look at Todd's face and whenever it's like, you're going to love it. I look at it, it's like, is he disappointed? Cause he doesn't get the transaction. <laughs> you know what I mean? As a realtor. And I think no. two transactions. But maybe they don't. Itself. We yeah. don't know if they get like what the transaction. What they're compensated. Yeah. They might be like just that. paid mm -hmm. as yeah. the host. Mm -hmm. And then whatever happens with real estate doesn't yeah. get filtered through them. Great show though. And we've sat and watched like four or five episodes. Oh my God. It, I don't watch a lot of TV and I can go down yeah. rabbit holes with love it. Cause we're interested in, in, in that. But also because once you start at the beginning, you have to know you how it ends. And the befores and afters of Property the Brothers too. It's, it's what it's all about. And we do a lot of befores and afters ourselves. We yes. do a lot of really great yes. engagement. And maybe that. that's why we are so interested in these TV probably. shows. Probably. Probably. And also, this is a tangent, but the Vancouver one, and I've only watched one. So here I am talking like an authority, but I've only watched one. I found <laughs> it really interesting. All the properties that I watched, differences in properties in different places, which is interesting to all of us. All the Vancouver houses had closets in the ensuite bathroom. Oh, interesting. interesting. I see that. Maybe. No, I think that you've only watched one episode. So maybe you, watch. you watched three properties that they were going to that's look right. at. That's right. Um, and they ended up doing a walkthrough to the bathroom. Maybe that's specific to what they were looking for, that, the type of house they were looking for. Maybe just that area yeah. or whatever it was. But I was like, that is so good. You don't see that in Toronto very often I don't, unless it's... Some of Vancouver, most Vancouver homes, I think you can probably say this as well, don't have full furnace systems for heat. They mm -hmm. have electric heat because they don't get as cold in the winter. I remember sure. Corey depends, telling me that. It depends on where they are. If they're yeah. in the lower mainland, you know, uh, if they're further north and they get a lot of snow and they will have you know, forced yeah. to yeah. I remember being, right. one of my friends told me that they didn't have a furnace and I was like, mon dieu, what? Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting to watch these renovation shows from all around North America and over in Europe because the heating Very systems, different. construction types is so different. You go, you go down to Florida or California, there's like so few no basements. basements in any of these properties yeah. and, uh, you know, different construction material styles. And I think when we talk a little bit about our takeaways and why people watch these shows in the first place, a lot of it has to do with um, people interested in style or construct. There's so many things that can be appealing in these different types of shows. You just talked about style of houses. And this is sometimes what catches me because I can almost always recognize a Toronto house. And I'm like, I think this is Toronto. And I'll sit down and I'll wait for the sign that it's Toronto yeah. like yesterday. I told you I saw that they a Toronto garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep. Is that a Toronto taxi going by at the window? <laughs> I know that place. Yeah. It does have a unique look, Toronto, yeah. for, especially to people. And that Vancouver as well. Though. You can watch it and know, like, if it's mountains. There's mountains in yeah. the background. <laughs> well, the fact that the show is called Love It or List It. No, but I don't mean Love It or List like Property yeah. Brothers Probably as an example. Because exactly. they do it all over the place. They do Canada. They do, we've actually um, leased a property. For a client. And the property was featured on on. Property Brothers. And the owner was the realtor as well. Yeah. So she went through and they just did, they didn't even do the full main floor, but they did the kitchen, living room to the kids' room. Yeah, they the did bathroom. a nice job actually. Yeah. It looked really great. Yeah. I want to talk about another one that we've watched a few times and it's, it's almost borderline. It's structured, but it's a little bit more sensational. And I actually kind of like it uh, because they, they are fight there. a lot. They, they, well, they're divorced now. So they, they used to <laughs> but fight. But that was part of what, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the bickering it. was. And that is uh, flip or flop. So I'm going to give you the history. There's Tarek El Moussa. He got his license when he was 21 years old in 2002 and uh, met his wife who was working at the real estate office, Christina. What was Christina uh, doing at the real estate office? I didn't say. She oh. saying, so she, I'm not sure if she was an admin or a licensed agent. Uh, and now can we mention that Tarek is married to somebody on Selling Sunset who yes. looks just like Christina. Well, it's super incestuous. Who was skinny married girl? No, she wasn't skinny in the first season. Okay. She's very skinny now though. Right. It's, and this brings my point back to it being extremely incestuous. Yeah. All these people selling real estate and swapping wives. And maybe not that. 
Heather. Okay. <laughs> um, and so during the 2008 economic downturn, they focused more on flipping houses because the real estate market wasn't doing great, which is kind of weird that they get into flipping houses because, you know, a not great real estate market would affect how much money you're going to make. Yes, but, but you can um, also get stuff at You can. You can price. pick things up at really, yeah, you can pick up fire sales yes. from people that are really struggling. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they, they, I like this show because it covered aspects of the business of flipping houses. What is her new show called? Oh, uh, Christina on the coast. And there's also Christina in the country. Uh, so I after they divorced, yeah. uh, she continued her reality TV career. They in continued flip or flop for a little while. I know I while they were divorced. Yeah. yeah. You could tell they, there was some, some tension yeah, between you, them. Even though you could tell it was scripted, you could tell that we, they were biting each other's heads off. You could see it. Yeah. Which also is part, probably part of the reason why people, people watched watch it. It. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show how hard it is to work with your significant other. Right, Cheryl? Yes. What? I just said yes because you said right, Cheryl. But I, it's not hard. I don't find you that difficult to work with. I just I, I'm a go inside. Person. I know. <laughs> I just go to a different office space. I just uh, leave. Um, okay, let's go through because I had those three that we were going to talk about. But, you know, the list is long. There's a yeah. ton of the yeah. renovation or structured real estate reality shows. House Hunters usually is... I liked House Hunters International because it's people that were typically going to be moving to another country. And then you get to see how the other, the other country countries are. Yeah. Sure. So like you'd see a place, it's like, wow, it's all tiled floor. Like, well, that's kind of normal for Spain. Yeah. Right? And so inexpensive compared to our market yeah. is often what many and people have And a lot of times noted. those house hunters don't have great big budgets. They're not selling a house that's going to, you know, give them a lot of money. They're just looking for a lifestyle change. Yeah. Because I'm like, I wouldn't live there. That looks scary. It looks sure. like mice live there. But they're like, no, like I'm, my whole idea is I need this lifestyle change and I'm going to move to whatever country I'm moving to. And with smaller mentions, it yeah. shows different kinds of properties. It's not all these, you know, massive million dollar properties and, and with big I budgets. I think some of the ones that I watched, actually the international ones, the uh, realtor was very frustrated with the North American client <laughs> because they were like, well, I need a big proper washer dryer and these things that are North Americanized. Yep. And they were like, I'm sorry, that it's, it just doesn't even exist. It's not a price point issue. Yeah. It's a culture issue. Yeah. yeah. And I think they've also done some leases. If I'm not mistaken, they go through and they're looking at rental properties. It's not just all. Oh properties yeah, they have. You're sale. right. So, which makes sense, especially if they're going to be moving. Even movie stars do leases, John. I know they do. Even athletes. professional athletes, and we represent quite a few do of them. Leases. There's a anyway. Yeah. So I think I, and Caribbean is another area that I found Caribbean? Really interesting. Caribbean, interesting. Yeah, proximity to the beach. I want to see the water. So I, I enjoy that show. Uh, fixer Upper, Cheryl, you like Chip and Joanna yeah, Gaines. They're just really likable nice. people. She's and got a nice uh, design. Yes, I, for the fact that they're in Texas, right? Uh, yes. They just redid, I just saw an entertainment tonight, yesterday. They just redid some huge old 1929 building and made it a hotel. But I like that they, he's funny. She's like, they have a camaraderie yeah. between them. They joke a lot. Like I, I just, super down to earth. Yeah, really but also cool. And the, yeah, I like The them. antithesis of the cast of Selling Sunset. Yes. Put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, Good Bones is a mother and daughter. They, you know, get houses that are in really rough shape, but have Good Bones, hence the title of the show. And finally, we've got uh, Income Property. I found this one interesting. That's with uh, Scott McGillery purchasing properties that would be good investments for his clients to look into renting the units out. And then he's got a new one now, which uh, we've watched quite a few episodes of called Scott's Vacation Rental. And it's uh, properties that, the most recent one that I watched was a family cottage 
multi-generational. Eventually the parents were going to be moving back to it, but it was tired. So he went through with uh, his designer, Deborah, and they wanted to freshen it up, do some renovations. And so that if they weren't going to be spending a lot of time up there the full season, they could rent it out and help pay for, you know, the whatever mortgage might be remaining uh, and or have it as a good income property. Where is it set? Where is uh, oh, across Ontario. Ontario. Yeah, he did a I really think, cool one in Niagara Falls. He's done them up in I think the majority Muskoka. are in Muskoka. Yeah. Or at least the first season, all the ones I watched were cottage country yeah. and a lot or I saw one in Peck as well. It's going to be very interesting, though, with a lot of the Airbnb rules and yes. certain municipalities, Actually, if he's going to be able to continue to do these types of... For those reasons. For short-term rentals. Yes. At least with income property, he was doing more for, you know, student long rentals, term. long-term, at least a year. Um, the one that was in, based in Prince Edward County, uh, I think Dawn was in it. I think that's why... I yes, Dawn was in it. Deb went in and talked to Dawn. And so okay, that's as a friend why of yours, she's yes. got a, a great pottery shop. Yeah. the yellow, yeah. yeah. If you're in Prince Edward County in Picton, on the main street, stop into the yellow and buy some pottery and say hi to Dawn. Now that we've gone through a wide variety of different programs, both structured and unstructured real estate reality shows, um, why do you think people watch? Let's start with the unstructured, the selling sunsets, the buying Beverly Hills. What is the draw, ladies? Well, it's like that you can't look, but you can't look away. Right? It's a trick. Yeah, you don't feel yeah. well, but you're also like, God, I, I gotta know, like what happens next? Okay, I was going to say something to that because when we talk about the early days of the real world and Survivor, and does anyone remember Temptation Island? Well, I remember seeing the commercials. Yeah. I watched Temptation Island and it was that. I would sit, I'm like, why are we watching this? This is the worst show ever. Maybe for escapism, maybe for voyeurism. It's part of a human condition, right? Like why do people gossip? You gossip about somebody and you, yeah. you don't feel good about it after and yet you still... Want to see what happens. Yeah. So when I asked you why do people watch, I also wanted to talk about the takeaways because I think they're kind of one and the same. Um, I have here that people are a little bit more into style and design than they used to. And for a lot of the renovation shows, I think that people, because of Instagram, they Pinterest. Follow Pinterest, there's more awareness about the style design. and design aspect of renovations. I now. would agree with that. Another takeaway I have is that there's many celebrities that have gone into real estate. Many wannabe <laughs> celebrities. B and C-list celebrities, or, things don't work out. Some of these shows show celebrities' homes or rich people's homes, which everybody wants to know what that looks like inside. Yeah, it goes all the way back to cribs. We drive I down, know, I can't believe you brought up cribs. We drive down Mississauga Road and we are in awe of all these big, beautiful mansion-like houses. And now these shows are showing us what these mansion-like houses look like yeah, inside. Absolutely. And these celebrities that are realtors have celebrity friends and clients who have these large, beautiful homes. So it's a way for, I think, us to be able to see inside behind the Peer velvet behind the Because curtain. I imagine myself being in these houses. Like last night, there was a $138 million house. And I was like, what would I do if I had a nightclub in my house? If I had a vodka tasting room <laughs> and I had a wine cellar, <laughs> where would I spend more time? House. I don't know whose house it was. They didn't say whose house it was, but it was house. fabulous. Nice. Crazy commissions. Yeah. Because a few of the shows, especially Selling Sunset, talk about you know how much money they're going to make. And yes, if you sell a $30 million property, the, the commissions are gonna be up there. Um, it is for the top 1% of realtors that make these types of commissions. It's not for everyone, you know, and for, for people, that are, people that are asking us, is it really like that? No. It's not, it really Miss, is, for the vast majority. Misguided? No. Mis Misinformation? What were the expenses Mis on it? 
well, yeah, mm. uh, what are their cuts? Yeah. What do they have to pay to the brokerage? They still are making good money, but they aren't showing the nuance behind that, which perpetrates, perpetrates? The perpetuates. Perpetuates, thank you. Um, the idea that realtors make too much money. Yeah. Um, befores and afters, I think, are the money shots, especially for the structured. It's my favorite part to see what these properties end up looking like. And I think that's another reason why people watch. It's a takeaway that I have. It's, it's a reason why, or it's a way to keep people engaged the entire show because they want to see what, how it ends. At the very end. Yeah. It's who killed the, who's the killer. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, it's very similar to <laughs> that. It's motivational. It's the opposite of how you feel after selling Sunset where you feel ick. You feel like, wow, like look what they did. Maybe I should think about doing something with my house. It looks so fabulous. You feel like happy after as yeah. opposed to the soul sucked out. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that I have here that with Extreme Makeover, yeah. there's a lot of really lovely human stories that people were yeah. in very difficult situations. Oh, I cried all the time with that, that show. There were, you know, difficult finances, Four times uh, I watched it. health issues. And so Ty Pennington. Thank yeah. you, Cheryl. He was awesome. Would go in and really help these people. They would get a, large, a lot of large sponsors that would help them make an amazing property out of what they currently had or even build the one from scratch. Mm -hmm. So people watched it, watched <clears throat> that show um, because of the heartstrings. There was a lot of emotion. So would you ladies say that it's unrealistic? <clears throat> and I, I want to talk really quickly about how it's actually unrealistic in both Selling Sunset and Buying Beverly Hills in some cases and as well in the... Love it or list it. It's the structured ones, the renovation ones, because let's go to those ones. I think that the amount of money and time can be blown out of proportion either way, because for someone to have a $170,000 budget and to turn around all the things they want to do in a period of, say, three or four weeks is not easy to do for just anyone. You Are you asking us if that's unrealistic or are you just saying this is why you think it's unrealistic? This is why I think it's unrealistic. I think that they need to put disclaimers that they have, because this can happen. It can happen in that timeline, but your contractor has to be like 100%, you know, paying attention to your All property. All the trades are set up already. They got yes. everybody ready to and that's not And that is not how it usually happens in real life because that contractor is running their own business and they may have multiple projects on the go. So, you know, there's days go by where you don't see anyone in the house. So I think that they need almost to say that this isn't the norm. It can happen this way. Yeah. And, and problems you run into. There's always contingencies, which I think is one of the more Well, they show that. Yeah, exactly. But if you it. say this was worth 100 and they spent they spent 50 and now the property is worth 180, that's actually not, that's where I find it most unrealistic because if this property was worth 100, they spent 50, but that 50 may have been spent on things that don't make that big a difference. Sure. Now the property is worth 130. Property is worth more, but it doesn't always equal or is more than not the amount that you put in. Not all renovation and dollars spent on a property are going to net you a positive return. Yes. And we talked about that in our last podcast, uh, top five updates yes. to do to increase the value of your home. I also just want to point out that while I may have seemed like I'm an expert because of all of my notes, <laughs> it's not because I watch a lot of these shows. It's because I did a lot of research. You did some good research, John. Thank you. Well, this is what John did. He said, ladies, you need to, we need to watch these shows. Yeah. And then we watched them and he yep. just looked at Wikipedia. I did. But I found what you said interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm hoping our listeners and viewers <laughs> Thank you so much. will find that interesting as yes. well. Um, and it's funny because Cheryl and I were having a chat and I said, I can't wait till we're just back into real estate topics for the real estate podcast.ca that are things that we know about that we are authorities on. <laughs> this took a lot of research. We are not authorities on this, yeah. but the question was posed, is it realistic and do you watch it? And the answer overall was no, we don't watch it. We decided to dive in 
and to be able to say, generally speaking, as real as some of them are, they're not realistic. There right. needs to be some explanation to where the nuance lies. So the next time one of our clients asks us, selling so Sunset do you watch not. Selling Sunset or any of the other shows? We can say, well, funnily enough, you should we go have. to realestatepodcast.ca <laughs> and listen to our podcast about it. So, you know, that's about it. Is there anything, ladies, that you'd like to add before we close this out? Should we say our favorite and our least favorite? Sure. My favorite is Love It or List It, Vancouver. My least favorite is Selling Sunset. Nicole, she's only watched a couple. Those two. <laughs> I agree with Cheryl. Okay. <laughs> I did enjoy watching... Buying Beverly Hills. Thank you. I yeah. always want to say purchasing Beverly Hills, and okay. I was about to say it there. I, if I had time to watch TV and, like, I would maybe watch it. I said I much enjoyed buying Beverly Hills more than I did Selling Sunset, but I said to you, I'm like, I don't think I'll continue to watch it, though. Okay. No, I won't either. And for me, definitely Love It or List It Vancouver and Least Favorite. So that's my favorite. And least favorite would be Selling Sunset. Um, the reason why you're not going to watch Buying Beverly Hills or Selling Sunset is because you'll be busy watching all of the Star Wars for your 800th That's time. true. <laughs> we all have our things that we're drawn to. That's what you watch? No, over watch and Wars. over and over What do you do again. when that happens? Watch him. And then he starts snoring when he's watching no, she it. works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she works while I watch So there's lots the of times where I have to kick him in bed and be like, you're snoring. Turn, it, the, turn that Star Wars off. All right. So we hope you enjoyed our take on real estate reality shows. We know a lot of our clients and listeners love them. Uh, we find some of them entertaining. Some of them, yeah. not so much. I would say they're all entertaining on some level. That's nice. why they're popular. And before we go, our featured local business. Uh, it's just down the street from us again, and that's Good Behavior. Oh, oh yeah. It's good so good. And it just had its first birthday, Aww. this location this here location, in the East yeah. End. Uh, it's a fantastic ice cream. They hand make their really creamy custard-based ice cream. Ice cream and? And, oh my God, they have the most unreal submarine sandwiches. Like, unreal. Their meatball one is next level. Uh, it's one right now. run and owned and operated by Michael Lamb and Eric Chow. They both worked at top restaurants in Toronto, including Buka, Ascari, Biblos, and the Civic at uh, the Broadview Hotel. So if you want to check them out and you're in the West End, go to 342 Westmoreland Ave. And if you're in our neighborhood, Leslieville, pop by to 1324A Gerard Street East. Uh, and don't forget to support local. So thanks again, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in. For all of our podcasts, head over to therealestatepodcast.ca. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on socials at JNC Toronto Group. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. You have been listening to therealestatepodcast.ca. Visit our website for more episodes and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at JNC Toronto Group. Thank you.